Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the podcast, We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. This is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our interview this week is with Matt Borchardt, owner of Edibles and Essentials and the food truck Essentially Fries. You can find all the online stats for Matt at ediblesandessentials.com. Matt has a long history involving food and an entrepreneurial spirit. He talks about his first jobs and how it had always been leading him to his ultimate goal of owning his own restaurant. Thank you for listening, and this is Matt Borchardt. Matt. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming over. Good to see you. Good to see you guys. Appreciate it. How are you doing today? Good. Good. Beautiful day, so can't complain. Beautiful day. Here we are. Right. Perfect. Uh, Can you um, describe for us, you have some nice drinks for us. You have this lovely spread for us. So, uh, we do a lot of charcuterie boards at the restaurant, and um, we try to feature salami from artisan vendors all around the country or world for that matter same with the cheeses mm-hmm. uh this is a atina uh it's a greek style salami with uh, orange and fennel pollen mm-hmm. and it comes out of uh, criminelli brothers they're in salt lake city utah mm-hmm. um this is a uh fennocino or fennocino uh can't even uh fennel salami out of uh criminelli brothers and they're in uh, Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. and then the dry cured Spanish chorizos de España, mm-hmm. and they're in Brooklyn, New York. Mm-hmm. We have some pickled rhubarb, mm-hmm. pickled celery, some uh, Asher Blue is a wonderful blue cheese. Uh, Prairie Breeze is one of our favorites. I think mm-hmm. you guys have, may have had it before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it comes from uh, Milton Creamery in Milton, Iowa. Mm-hmm. And then we have some uh, drunken goat cheese, nice. uh, which is... Uh, a, a goat cheese that's been cured in red wine. Mm-hmm. And then there's our marinated olives and some mostarda and our sesame oh, flatbread. Beautiful. Awesome. Uh, well, thank you so much. And also, what do you have for us here? Uh, so this is something I drink uh, on, almost on a daily basis at the end of the night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, I had one last night. Uh, in fact, I was thinking about you guys. So uh, it's just a, a, what we in my family call a grand Monier martini. Uh, so it's Ketawan vodka. Uh, we always serve it on the rocks, uh, but uh, Ketawan vodka and a splash of Grand Marnier. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, yeah, it's something that goes right to the brain real quick, you know. <laughs> All right. Don't mess around. Appreciate yeah, it. That's so. what you need after yeah. a long day. Yeah, right. Cool. So, All yeah. Good. Cheers. Cheers, my friends. Yeah. Good to see you. Likewise. It's delicious. And Oof. like, uh, you know, yeah. the Grand Marnier has a heavier viscosity, so it sits at the bottom. Yeah. Hmm. And then, so, once you get towards the bottom, it's mm-hmm. like... Uh, it's a little orangier. Yeah, it's like a dream cycle, you know. Mm-hmm. Of, nice. So. Cool. My uh, family, we drink a lot of them, and my, my two brothers and I drink a lot of them, but mm-hmm. my brothers tend to like a little bit more Grand Marnier in theirs than I do. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's it's nice. Instead of... Uh, I drink... I can... I'll drink a lot of vodka on the rocks. Mm-hmm. 
you know, with an olive or a twist or something like that. But the Grand Marnier just adds a little something, you know, a little that orange without the orange and even greater alcohol content. So mm -hmm. cool. Those are delicious. Really nice. Mm -hmm. Um, do you pickle your things in house for those? The pickling, we, yeah, we, yes. the pickling we do. Yeah, the rhubarb just came to us uh, from uh, Boland Family Farms uh, last week. And uh, I'm sorry, the Swiss chard. I said uh, rhubarb. I have rhubarb in my mind. It's uh, Swiss chard. Okay. And uh, so, the, yeah, the chard came to us from uh, Boland Family Farms this week. And uh, so we took the stems and uh, pickled them. And, yeah, we do all the pickling ourselves. So. Neat. Very we don't cool. do our own uh, curing our own meats yet. Mm -hmm. you know? So it's a okay. lot of work. That's a whole nother yeah mm. small kitchen so yeah. we can't do everything okay so matt tell people who are you uh matt borchardt i'm the chef owner of edibles and essentials and uh, soon to be launched essentially fry food truck mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um i'm a st louisan mm -hmm. grew up in st louis although i did not go to high school in st louis so i cannot play the uh, high school game yeah. <laughs> so i moved around and uh Around the country during a few you know years of my life during the high school years mm -hmm. uh but was uh, born and raised in st louis and uh been back in St. Louis since uh, about 93, mm -hmm. 94. So. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And I guess we met you, I guess, shortly after your shop opened. Yeah, we opened in October of 2015. Mm -hmm. And I remember uh, you guys coming in not too long after that, I mm -hmm. think. And uh, I, I don't, yeah, I think you, I remember you tagged me on something on Instagram or Facebook or something. And right. I went outside and introduced myself. And, yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it. good. We're, you're very close to our house. Well, <laughs> so. yeah, I was actually, yeah, when I, you sent me the address, I was like, oh, wow, mm -hmm. beautiful day, I could probably walk, but yeah. I'm yeah. too fat to be walking too many places, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice. Well, so you've had, Edibles has really taken off in the last year and a half. Uh, things are going very well. Things are going really well for us. Mm -hmm. We're really lucky, um, mm -hmm. you know, it's uh, humbling, you know, uh, the response that we get. So, yeah, yeah. things are going really well, and. That's what led us to uh, doing a food truck, you know, mm -hmm. and um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, we're really happy and we can't, you know, we're, we'll take what we can get. Right. Now, you just announced that about two weeks ago? Uh, right? About that, yeah. I don't okay. even recall, but yeah, so still under construction. Yeah. So, yeah. And so it's going to be a, a traveling kitchen, basically? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, uh, it's funny, we, um, I ha I've always wanted to do uh, a food truck. Mm -hmm. In fact, before I opened Edibles and Essentials, I was in the market for a food truck mm -hmm. and actually was in uh, looking for a commissary mm -hmm. and uh, some of the shared commissary spaces because there are so many food trucks in the St. Louis market. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the shared commissary spaces were taken. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know there's a lot of people that are going collaborating together to building uh, some commissaries, but... I was kind of looking for my own. I mm -hmm. figured at that point, if I have to build a kitchen, I might as well buy a restaurant or, you know, find somewhere and then, you know, throw some seats in it. And then, so that's what in turn created uh, Edibles and Essentials. So we uh, did the opposite. We started with a restaurant and then mm -hmm. knowing that I was going to do food truck all along. Mm -hmm. um, but I, we did not know it was going to be a French fry food truck up until a couple months ago. Really? Yeah. Just because of the popularity? The popularity of our french fries that are on mm -hmm. our menu. Mm -hmm. um, I had a different concept, totally different concept in mind. And uh, something I was going to do, it had been planned for years. Mm -hmm. um, but the more and more people raved about our french fries, mm -hmm. uh, the more and more I just, it dawned on me one day, I'm like, no one's doing it. Yeah. You know, like, it was kind of a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. no, no one's doing french fries, and who doesn't like french fries? Yeah, for sure. You know, and... Uh, there's rarely a day and or, uh, you know, a, 
every at least every couple days someone come by and tell us they're the best french fries they've ever had mm. Mm. and so that inspired the uh, truck they are very good yeah, I think I get them every time I go. <laughs> well, yeah, thanks. they're great. So is the idea you're just going to have a couple French fry inspired dishes? Yeah, so we'll have our, our what we call the classic fries now, mm-hmm. which is uh, our uh, fries with uh, ground up anano, chopped garlic, and the smoked uh, ketchup and a truffle aioli. Mm-hmm. And that'll be our signature fry. Mm-hmm. And then we'll, uh, you know, have anywhere between three to four other selections. Mm-hmm. Um, vegetarian things like, uh, you know, there's a... Uh, the first one we'll roll out this summer will be in like a what we're calling a Greek caprese. Mm. So uh, cherry tomatoes, feta cheese, uh, fresh basil, balsamic vinaigrette on top of our uh, seasoned fries. Hmm. And then um, we'll do like a pulled, you know, summertime. So we'll have one with a pulled pork and uh, mm-hmm. slaw and our homemade pickles on top of it, on top of the fries. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. stuff nice. like that. You know, in the winter, we'll do, like, a smoked chicken chili or mm-hmm. something like mm-hmm. that on top yeah. front, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. So, um, you have been in the industry in St. Louis for a while. I have. Correct? Yes. Yes, we've heard from a couple people that you instructed them. You were their teacher many years ago. I, um, <clears throat> uh, you know, again, I feel privileged to have taught, uh, there's a lot of chefs in town or sous chefs or executive chefs or chefs of the cuisine that have been my students. And, mm-hmm. So it's uh, kind of, you know, it's fun mm-hmm. to see them, you know, the, what I saw them uh, when they first came to culinary school to what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some highly acclaimed uh, chefs out there that, yeah, have been my students and mm-hmm. thought I was, I guess, one of their favorites. Too, yeah. So, yeah. Cool. What was your uh, teaching career like? Uh, you know, it was all at like Old Culinary mm-hmm. and uh, Ledoux and I uh, went in there on a whim one day. I was, wasn't even really looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Um heard about this new culinary school in town mm-hmm. you know I, I was I went to Forest Park myself for mm-hmm. a little while so I, I mean I knew of the um, program at Forest Park Community College yep. but um, heard about this new culinary school in town and I had a good job at the time I was mm-hmm. running uh, the kitchen at Fraser's down in Benton Park oh. mm-hmm. where I was at for a long time yeah. and um, you know was running the kitchen there and just on a whim kind of went in there one day and Kind of was hired on the spot and mm. started as a chef instructor and yeah. uh, made my way through the management and uh, became the associate culinary director. Wow. And, cool. and then we opened a satellite, a couple years later, we opened a satellite campus in Olivet where mm-hmm. we did a, very similar to what Edibles and Essentials is uh, from mm-hmm. the cafe standpoint. Mm-hmm. So we opened like a little cafe and then it had, uh, we did like uh, cooking classes for what you will, the home cook or mm-hmm. foodies. Yeah. Um, so I taught a lot of, uh, individual classes, you know, date night type classes mm-hmm. and two and three hour class, you know, one time classes yeah. mm-hmm. to the general public. And then, mm-hmm. uh, uh, left, left like all and, uh, was there for about eight and a half years in total. Yeah. And so. then did you start your restaurant then? No, actually then I, uh, helped consult on a restaurant called Taze Mediterranean Street oh. Food down oh, yeah. in, uh, the MX building. Yes. yes. So, uh, that, uh, ownership group, um. Uh, you know, uh, came and met me and met me through, uh, like all culinary and, uh, mm-hmm. approached me about, uh, you know, about helping them develop their concept. And mm-hmm. so I left like all to do that and I uh, worked with them for about a year to get, uh, Taze up and running. And meanwhile was again in the market for a commissary for a food truck and then realized that it was going to, you know, take a little bit more money. I thought to build a commissary and at mm-hmm. that point I might as well build a restaurant so that was all while I was working on the Taze project mm-hmm. 
and in the last couple of months of the Taze project, I had actually already, at that point, then put a, um, a contract on a building on Hampton where mm-hmm. Edibles is currently at. Yeah. So, cool. Yeah. How long did you know you wanted to open your own place? Uh, you know, since I was a young kid. I mean, I remember, mm-hmm. I remember when I was in my uh, teens, telling myself I'd have my own restaurant at twenty five, and then mm-hmm. I remember at twenty five, I'd tell myself I had my own restaurant by thirty, and then thirty, <laughs> I, I was like, well, maybe I won't have a restaurant until I'm like in my forties, and uh-huh. so here we are. Uh, so I just turned forty three, and uh, you know, I figured by the time I was forty, I'd open up my place. But mm-hmm. I, I kind of always wanted to, you know, that was always a goal was to yeah have my own place. You were very entrepreneurial. Uh, yeah that I, you know I just yeah I wanted to work for myself mm-hmm. you know? hmm. worked for a lot of people and worked for a lot of successful restaurants mm-hmm. and restaurateurs and saw the success they had and um, yeah I got tired of making them money and <laughs> so instead I went into massive death for myself you know yeah that's 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 the trade off <laughs> right. yeah. now you can never take a day off right <laughs> right right so uh, it's, a, it's a great trade but uh, yeah I've been I've been really fortunate in my career so yeah. thus far so very cool yeah did you always think from since you were a little kid that you were going to be involved in the restaurant industry or be a chef or something? Um, yeah, kind of. Um, my parents thought otherwise. You know, they thought I was going to be a doctor or a lawyer, mostly a lawyer because I was good at arguing. I think. Um, but you know, my first job and people always ask me how I got started, and I was in seventh grade, and this is a true story. And I asked my mom for twenty dollars, and she said, "Go get a job." Mm-hmm. I said, "All right." So we were living in southwestern Connecticut, uh, mm-hmm. just outside of Fairfield, Connecticut, and um, there was this little greasy spoon in our neighborhood, and um, you know it served up breakfast and lunch, you know seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So I went in there one day and asked them if I could, uh, you know, get a job. Mm-hmm. And so they hired me basically to come in and after school every day and sweep them out the floors, mm-hmm. and they paid me literally like twenty bucks a week. Mm-hmm. And then so as I got comfortable in there and they got comfortable with me, I would come in on Saturdays and, you know, it was like a little greasy, like an eat right, if you will, yeah, but, yeah. you know, uh, and then, uh, you know, got to a point where I was uh, in the back on Saturday afternoons and scooping lasagna out of a 200 pan in the oven and putting mm-hmm. it on a plate and then mm-hmm. started making burgers, smash burgers on the grill on Saturday mm-hmm. afternoons or something and that's really, and that was in, I was in seventh grade, going into summer of seventh and eighth grade and uh, pretty much I've been cooking ever since. Yeah. Gotcha. I spent a couple summers in high school outside of the restaurant industry, and those were good summers. But other than that, I pretty much uh, was in been in the industry my whole life. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, um, do you have any what you would call your specialty recipes, or just things you really enjoy making? Um, you know, it's that's always a hard question. Uh, you get as a chef, you know, as a chef, we get asked that all the time. Um, so. You know, not really. I mean, I just enjoy... It it's, it's, It also depends on my time in my life and my mm-hmm. career. Like now, I, you know, work 16 hours a day, you know, so I don't cook at all. Yeah. Other than in my restaurant, you know, I have yeah. a wife and two children at home. Um, but there had been times in my career, um, like when I was working at the school where I didn't work as much. So I spent a lot more time at home and cooked all the time at home, you know, every night. You know, we never went out hardly because, mm. why? you know, because I can do everything myself at home. Right. Sure. So, um, you know, I mean, I just enjoy cooking. I enjoy being in the kitchen, whether it's in a home, my home, or uh, in my restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I have one thing in particular? I mean, not really. I mean, I I'm not a baker. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell everyone. You know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a baker. Mm-hmm. So anything besides that, I I enjoy cooking and I enjoy still 
to this day learning and reading and you know new picking up new tips or tricks mm-hmm. or you know yeah. whatever it is mm-hmm. so but yeah not to answer your question not really i mean okay. i'm all, all across the board whether it's uh you know asian cuisine or if it's classic french or yeah. you know barbecuing on the patio i mean mm-hmm. you know we i like to do it all yeah I think it really describes your menu at Edibles and Essentials. I mean, they're so diverse. You have, like, the banh mi tacos, or, like, was it, was the banh mi tacos right? Or? Yeah, they have banh mi tacos. Yeah, yeah, those are one of the few items, that, one of three items that have always been our menu since we opened. And the, uh, the fried ribs. The fried ribs, yeah. yeah. I owe that to my brothers. So, oh, wow, yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, to your point, I mean, the menu always changes at Edibles, and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is, I mean, the, the cuisine spans the globe. Mm-hmm. And we do that intentionally. Cool. Mm-hmm. We yeah. work hard at it, you know, so. Cool. Yeah. Do you have any um, interests or hobbies about you that no one would ever suspect? Um, I don't think that anyone would suspect. I think once people get to know me, they know that, um, I mean, I'm a huge, I love the outdoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, love just being outside, whether it's sitting in a lawn chair, you know, with my shoes off and mm-hmm. soaking up the sun. Mm-hmm. Um you know, or being outside with my kids, or camping, or anything, fishing, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. My wife and I and my children, we love being outside. Mm-hmm. Um, my kids are not uh, computer, you know, or game gamers, you know, yeah. they don't play video games or anything, mm-hmm. we're always outside. Cool. Um, I'm a huge sports fa- fanatic, you mm-hmm. know, so, mm-hmm. especially St. Louis sports, obviously. I've been yeah. a Blues uh, season ticket holder for 18 seasons wow. now, and... Cool. Um, Hmm. You know, love going to Cardinals games and could care less about the Rams leaving. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> yeah, I feel the same way. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean, no, I don't think uh, there's any surprises about me mm-hmm. that anyone would know um, or not know. I yeah. guess, but no, not really. I mean, I'm a pretty you know easygoing guy. I mean, yeah, I'm just enjoying my sports, enjoy my outdoors when I can, mm-hmm. and enjoy cooking and mm-hmm. being with my family and friends. Awesome. Then uh, questions about. Stuff in St. Louis, people in St. Louis. Do you feel like there are any uh, people in the industry who you really have your eye on now or who you think we should really watch in the coming future? Mm, man, I mean, uh, you know, um, the, the folks over at Milk Toast and Urban Loafers and, um, you know, Bernie Lee. I mean, some of these guys, I mean, uh, of course, you know, Miley. Um, you know the guys over there. I mean, some of those are those are my favorite places to eat. Mm-hmm. Um, as a restaurateur and now working sixteen hours a day, six days a week, I really don't get out much at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I had some uh, guests in the restaurant last night sitting at the bar, and I, the latest issue of Sauce Magazine, I think, is the the uh, reader's choice. The reader's choice, right? And 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 so, and I had a group of guests at the bar last night eating and drinking and asking me about all these places, and I. I don't think I responded positively, uh, in a, meaning I've been there to either any of them, mm-hmm. you know, because there's so many good places out there, and unfortunately, yeah. I just do not get the opportunity to, to go out. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's hard for me to see what else is out there. I, I read about them, and I, I and what I can, you know, pick up from others, and I hear, you know, things, uh, you know, through, you know, colleagues of mine and mm-hmm. people in the industry, but um, it's really hard for me to get out to enjoy some of these restaurants. My wife and I just had a 
lovely evening at Olive and Oak uh, mm-hmm. a couple Sundays ago. Mm-hmm. So we are all, you know, I am closed, the restaurant is closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we do try and get out on Sundays, but that is, uh, of course, a family day for me. So right. one of the few days a week I get to see my family and stuff. So some of our uh, Sunday afternoons are spent at, uh, you know, we live in South County, so we do frequent some of the mm-hmm. bars and taverns around there or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, to go Chinese on a Sunday evening mm-hmm. or sushi or something like that from the neighborhood. But uh, so we got a, had a wonderful experience in Olive and Oak last week. Then, yeah. But, you know. Good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Then uh, a broader question for you is, now this can be someone you know, someone you don't know, any industry. Um, when you think of the word successful, who comes to mind for you? Hmm. Well, speaking in, uh, I think, in my industry, um, I was a chef, you know, for a long time at Frazier's. Mm-hmm. And I, I think of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's had his restaurant now for gosh, I want to say 27 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people uh, like him, um, you know, I think they're, you know, uh, Kui over at Miley has been, you know, him and his family have been really successful with that mm-hmm. for a long time and mm-hmm. in, in two different locations. And, um, you know, I think, um, well, he caught me on the spot. I mean, um, you know, I think of some of the people I've worked for and that's the reason why I was inspired to do what I do. And, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I worked for Eddie Neal for a long time, um, you know, at Cafe Provencal, and I think mm-hmm. he, you know, he had some unsuccessful restaurants when he younger in his career, but mm-hmm. Cafe Provencal had a nice run, and, mm-hmm. you know, you look at people, um, you know, like Steve Gontraman's had a great career in St. Louis, and mm-hmm. uh, he's always been an inspiration to me, and, you know, a good friend, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like Tim Mallet, what he's done with his restaurants, I mean, Big Sky Cafe, and over in Webster mm-hmm. Groves, I mean, it's kind of a unheralded you know it's kind of under the radar restaurant yeah. you don't mm-hmm. hear much about it but right. it's been there gosh I want to say mm-hmm. I mean I worked there when I was in my teens probably you mm-hmm. know or maybe later than that I, I worked there back in like 2000 or 2001 yeah was, you say it was even before then I, I, I want to say so but maybe mm-hmm. right around then maybe mm-hmm. okay. you know mm-hmm. I can't recall but I want to say it's been around for 20 years mm-hmm. um, you know that's one of, uh, so you look at these people the people like that I mean they've they've been around for a long time and they just they only some of these guys have one location some have two locations mm-hmm. maybe a third and they just really practice what i practice in my restaurant is just good quality food and mm-hmm. trying to keep things simple provide good service and mm-hmm. be happy and you know i think if you what i stress to my staff is if you're happy and you're in a good mood and we're making good food it's just going to be reflective up on our guests for sure you know mm-hmm. and biggest part of the biggest satisfaction i get out of what i do is seeing people leave with a smile mm-hmm. that's all i ask for mm-hmm. my restaurants you know seeing people when people leave with a smile that's that's all i need mm-hmm. nice. you know we don't even like take tips at our restaurant as you guys yeah. might mm-hmm. recall you know because i don't even feel like we need that i feel like i pay my staff well enough they don't need it they're not cool. dependent upon it yeah. cool. and i feel like um uh you know i feel like we're just it's something we don't need to do because my staff is good, you know, is, you know, they're good and they mm-hmm. enjoy what they're doing and they're doing it out of love and not yeah. for money. Yeah, that's great to hear. You know. Good deal. So. So what inspired you to make the store also like a sort of a commissary, sort of a general uh, supply store as well? You know, uh, it's funny. People ask me all the time where I got the name Edibles and Essentials and I really don't remember. Uh, <laughs> you would think you would, you know, mm-hmm. naming your restaurant. But I, uh... It started because I, I really feel like uh, 
and I, many of the chefs in this town and anywhere will agree that if you have good food or start with a good product, you'll make good food. Mm. And so in my restaurant, I wanted to provide an opportunity for people in the neighborhood to pick up some of the things that they may not find, uh, you know, in the local grocery stores. Mm -hmm. uh, and I say that, but they might find soy sauce, but they're not going to find the quality of soy sauce that we carry on our shelves. Yeah. Or they might, they might find, uh, you know, a, a jar of Ross Newt Spice, but they're not going to find the quality of the one that we carry. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just wanted to make an, uh, you know, and, and then like uh, our bacon that we sell in our cooler. And mm -hmm. I just oh, yeah. wanted to provide the neighborhood uh, an opportunity to get something maybe that's a little bit more higher in quality than they can get elsewhere. Because mm -hmm. I think if, and again, that's where the name came from was the essentials part. I think these are certain things that if you want to make good food, these are essential things that you should have in your pantry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, you, you, good maple syrup and, mm -hmm. you know, a good jam or, uh, you know, good dried pasta or, you know, those are some of the things, you know, and good alcohol. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of uh, beer, wine, and spirits. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, to make a good drink, you know, I mean, I this drink, we could I could use cheap vodka and, uh, you know, triple sack and it yeah. wouldn't have been nearly as flavorful as uh, the quality of, uh, you know, the Kettle One vodka and the Grand mm -hmm. Marnier. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to really provide the pe you know people in the neighborhood with an opportunity to, uh, you know, to to spend some money on some things that they may not normally be able to buy elsewhere. Cool. Do you have any particular items that people have really been gravitating towards? Well, uh, we sell a lot of spirits and and wine, mm -hmm. and I work hard at picking out the spirits and wine. Um, we sell uh, a lot of pickled vegetables. We do a lot of olives mm -hmm. and pickled asparagus and. Uh, um, so those things tend to sell really well off mm -hmm. our shelves. We carry a lot of different salts, uh, whether they're locally from Mushroom Naturally or uh, French uh, sea salts or Hawaiian sea salts. Mm -hmm. uh, so we sell a lot of those off of our shelves. Um, you know, we sell quite a bit of jams and jellies, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And again, it's not just your Welch's Concord grape jelly. I mean, we buy, you know, uh, a lot of nice stuff. And, you know, so those things are... The retail stuff at Edibles and Essentials probably sells more in the wintertime, you know, closer to the holidays and mm -hmm. stuff like that. And mm -hmm. It's fun. You guys have been in there, you know, it's sitting like, and sometimes, although I know you, a lot of times you sit outside on our beautiful patio, but uh, when you're sitting inside, you always, I always love watching the people when they're sitting at the couple tables by the market shelves and mm -hmm. they're, while they're waiting for their food, they're looking up things and reading mm -hmm. them and the next thing you know, they're walking out with one or two items. So, cool. you know. A lot of chocolates we yes. saw, yes. you know, and right mm -hmm. by the register, you've seen them, you yeah. know. So we saw a lot of chocolate and nuts and stuff like that. And, and then there's the things that we make, you know, we have those refrigerated display cases in yeah. the restaurant. And mm -hmm. So we always have tuna salad, chicken salad, pasta mm -hmm. salads, and people come in a lot for those. And our homemade bacon, mm -hmm. we've sold probably since in the two, almost two years we've been open, I want to guess, I don't know, two, three thousand pounds of bacon. Wow, cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah, we sell, we cure probably uh, anywhere, depending on the week and what's on our, because any bacon that is on our menu at any given time is obviously the bacon we make. Mm -hmm. So we could cure and smoke anywhere between 30 and 60 pounds of bacon a week. Wow. Mm. Where do you um, get your pork from? Uh, most of that comes from uh, Winneman's over in St. LeBroy, mm -hmm. Illinois. Okay. So we do, I try to, Especially this time of year, we are buying from every local guy and girl we can. Mm -hmm. uh, so we buy a lot of uh, proteins from 
Todd Geisert or Root and Holler mm-hmm. or Winnemans or uh, Buttonwood Farms, mm-hmm. you know, uh, our eggs. We can buy mm-hmm. all our eggs from one or two of those places. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the produce right now, I mean, we're trying to buy everything we can locally, so... Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. yeah, I wish you guys were just right down the street instead of a couple blocks away. Well, yeah. you know, it's only another block or two. You Fair know, enough. We'll get, yeah. yeah, just get the dog ring along. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but you, every time I go in there, you always uh, you think you're always tending the bar. Do you have anyone that makes the cocktails, or is it just you? Uh, at this, I you know, on the weekends, uh, I have some help, but you know, because it's not right. It, it can be a one man show or a two man show. I do have some support with me, especially this time of year with the patio. Uh, in the evenings, there's always at least one or two other people with me, but yeah, I think I'm a pretty good bartender. I think. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. Like, did you ever were you ever actually serve ever work as a bartender? Yeah. Or? So uh, my career, uh, you know, before I was in uh, at Frazier's, as I had mentioned, I some of those people I mentioned earlier, I I worked for Tim Mallet for a long time at all three of his restaurants mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. Big Sky Cafe, Remy's, and uh, Blue Water Grill, and all of those. All my time working for him was spent in the front of house. Uh, as either a server or, or as a bartender. Cool. So I bartended for about a year at Remy's in Clayton for a long time. Cool. Or for about a year. Mm-hmm. And then um, I also waited tables at Cafe Napoli in Clayton for mm-hmm. a long time. So I kind of bounced back and forth between kitchen and front house, mm-hmm. and I think that's uh, what makes it easy and natural fit for me to be out in front in my restaurant as opposed to in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Every time you come in, you see me, I'm out yeah. in front. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So I... I hire, I have a good staff in the kitchen, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, I train them, I, I teach them what we want to make and how we want to make it. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then, uh, you know, I pass that along to them and expect them to duplicate everything that I show them. Yeah. Which allows me to be in the front of the house at my place. Because, cool. as you mentioned, I am kind of the face of the, right. the business. And so You're always helps, there. Right? Uh-huh. So. Oh, my guys. No. Yeah. It's they somewhere. Got, yeah. They got small lawns. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, it happens. Mm. Um, what was I going to ask? So, all right, this might be sort of a hard question for you since you say you guys don't go out much, but you can even think in the past. Um, are there any dishes or meals you've had or drinks that you think people really should know about at various places? Oh, man. So, uh... At Olive and Oak last week, uh, Jesse, uh, who was a friend of mine, I probably had one of the best dishes I've ever eaten in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was just a very simple uh, uh, tagatelle pasta with a braised lamb. Yeah. Very simple, and it was delicious. Uh, my wife and I, our personal favorite restaurant is Achero in oh, Maple Oh, yes. And so we, when we do get out, we try and go there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, t- the the two dishes I think that they're kind of known for too, the uh, raviolo and the uh, meat donut, I think mm-hmm. they call it. Meat donut, wow. Oh my God, it is <laughs> spectacular. They do uh, prosciutto de parma wrapped around like a warm, um, I think they use like part beignet and part bread dough, and then, so it's a warm donut, if you will. Whoa. And they wrap uh, the uh, prosciutto de parma around it, and a little sea salt and extra virgin olive oil. Mm. I mean, spectacular. Mm. Um, I every time we go there, it's you know I, I don't even need the menu. I just know that those are that Eat and the egg, the ravioli are you know fabulous. Nice. Um, you know I have I have I do I am a fan of St. Louis style pizza. I know many are not, you know. I, I think I think a lot of St. Louisans are. I think a lot of non-St. Louisans are yeah. not. Yeah. Uh, but you know, 
I can eat my fair share of St. Louis mm-hmm. style pizza, but my favorite is uh, Lou Bacardi's on the Hill. Mm. Oh, yeah. like a little hole in the wall. Yeah, no, it's been there forever. I mean, it's been there since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think their St. Louis style pizza is the best in town, and really, it's kind of a secret one. No one knows it. I mean, mm-hmm. unfortunately, you drive by, and it's not always that busy in there. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the weekends, you yeah. know. But to me, if you want like this traditional thin crust St. Louis style pizza, that's the only way to go. Good to know. Is yeah. it uh, Proval on top or is it mozzarella? They do Proval, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is, uh, and then uh, just super, super thin, you know, mm. and yeah, it's delicious. It's mm. by far my favorite. Yeah, actually. I of, the, of the St. Louis style pizza, you know. Sure, yeah. I actually like Proval. A lot of people don't. But I actually like the flavor. I wouldn't sit there and eat gobs of it. Right, you know, right, but, right. Like, right. I would eat mozzarella shredded. I'd eat that, but I wouldn't just eat Proval by itself. Right. But on the pizza, I think it's great. I think some major food critic, like, Really rave about Emo's pizza. I said, "Don't think it was pizza. I think it was like a giant nacho chip." Right, right. <laughs> just, well, that probably cheese has that creaminess to it, yeah, you know. That, so, yeah. yeah, and so I can uh, totally see that. Um, yeah, but if you ever get the opportunity to go there, that's uh, that's uh, there's an endorsement for me on that. Okay. Awesome. What, what, is awesome. what street yeah. is it on? Uh, is it Southwest? It's right there, Candy Corner from like Canetto's, right on the hill. Okay. Oh, so I think it's uh, okay. Southwest and uh, is it Macklin right there? Or yeah, in between. Possibly. I think it's in between Macklin and Subway. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm yeah, getting so. kind of turned around, but it's right there, yeah. right, yeah. kind of across the parking lot from Canetto's, if you will. Gotcha. It's next to Erzy's Market. Oh, okay. Gotcha. okay. Which is gotcha. another great spot if you've never yeah. been to Erzy's. Uh, you know, I mean, the, we're fortunate in the hill to have a, quite a few of those uh, Italian mm-hmm. markets. Right. Um, Is that one of the little drinking spaces right outside where you have a little bit of wine food, or is that a different place? I can't remember. Boy, I can't. You mean on a patio outside? Yeah, there's like, there's like a little little awning and a little. It was one table. I, I think they might have. It's been a long time since I've been over there, but I think they might have a little table out in front there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember because I used to go. I used to go. I used to smoke cigars. So I go like the Hill Cigar Shop. Right, sure, sure. And then I just walk over, get a glass of red wine, which I was allergic to, but I had anyway. It got me rocked. Right. But, right, right. <laughs> so I have my cigar and a glass of red wine, and just sit there and watch the clouds for like an hour or two, and then leave because right. no one else sat out there. So I'd do it. Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. So I think they do have like a little spot out in front. But mm-hmm. yeah, I love Urzies. It's a cool little, uh, you know, little market. It's tight and you know, you mm-hmm. can't fit too many people in there at once because yep. mm-hmm. they got it packed in there. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Um, so Matt, tell people about what, what are all your stats? Where can people find you in person and online? So the restaurant is uh, ediblesandessentials.com. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at uh, Edibles and Essentials. Um, and then the truck, uh, the same thing. Uh, its website is under construction. should be complete this week, but mm-hmm. it is essentially fries.com. Uh, on Twitter, it is essentially Fry, because Twitter only allows you so many characters, and <laughs> essentially Fry's was too many characters. Mm. Um, but on Facebook and Instagram, it has its own page at Essentially Fry's. Excellent. Cool. Yes. And what is the location of your store? Uh, the store is at 5815 Hampton Avenue, mm-hmm. St. Louis Hills, and that is in the 63109 zip yep. code. So just... Go south on Hampton, yep. just south of Eichelberger. South of Eichelberger on the west side of yes. Hampton. Yeah, just behind Bishop de Berg. Cool. Yeah. And then do you have a projected date for your food truck? Can you share that yet? We are uh, we are hoping maybe to uh, launch the food truck at Pride Fest here at the end of this month. Oh, in, sweet. In St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So cool. If we can make it happen, that's our goal. Uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed. Great. Don't hold me to it. Yeah. But okay. Otherwise, we'll be launched uh, shortly after Pride Fest weekend, which I believe is the 23rd and 24th yeah something whatever mm-hmm. that's it this month. Yeah, yep so okay so you'll definitely be up and running this summer i we if hopefully. it is if it is not up before fourth of july i'm going to be very disappointed yeah you know, so yeah. okay 
Good. Then, uh, Matt, last question for you. Do you sure. have any asks or requests for the people listening to us? Ask or request? Anything at all. Hmm. Just come and visit us. And come and eat our fries and eat the fried ribs. We didn't even <laughs> talk about the fried ribs. Yeah, 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 yeah I never mentioned yeah, but, 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 I uh, love those. I... But, uh, yeah, just, you know, support local. I mean, that's really, I mean... Support the small guys, you know, and that's one of the reasons that I go back to your question about the market, you know, like, you know, support all of us small people. There's a, it's not just me, there's other small uh, grocers in town too, Larder and Covered and Maplewood. And, oh, yeah. You know, I mean, there, uh, even Legrand's over here uh, for Donovan. I mean, uh, you know, I, I just support all the local small guys that you can because it's hard, you know, for us to, mm-hmm. to make a dollar. And, yep. You know, we love doing what we do and, uh, and they're long days and, you know the big corporations. It's a lot easier. They're the ones getting all the tax breaks, and mm-hmm. yeah, and we are not. Uh, small guys are not. So yes, yeah. yeah, so just support local and support small, and that's the biggest thing I can ask for people. Buy local. Yeah, I like it. Good. Yeah. Well, Matt, this was so fun. Well, thanks. Thanks yeah. for making it over. Really yeah, appreciate no it. Yeah, no problem. Sorry, it took so long to get over here. No problem. No worries. Uh, yeah, you you obviously are very busy and you well, do yeah. great work. So we well, thanks you guys do too, and I appreciate all your guys' support. Thank and, you. And all that thanks stuff, so much, sir. My pleasure. Really Thank you guys. appreciate it. My pleasure. Wow. All right. Yay. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, would you consider giving this podcast a rating and review on Apple Podcasts? It would be really helpful to us to help us get the word out about what we're doing. If you'd like to help underwrite our show by becoming a We Eat Stuff patron, visit patreon.com slash weeatstuff to check out all of the packages we're offering and choose the level of giving that's right for you. Your support helps us so much, and we'd like to hear from you if there are other rewards you'd like to see. Please be sure to join us next week for another interview, but in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye! <laughs>